Welcome to Gone But Not with me, Luke Aldridge. On this podcast, I'll be speaking to a different person each episode about death, loss, grief and mental health. Whether we like it or not, we will all experience loss at some point in our life. So why is it still such a taboo subject? One of the aims of this pod is to get people talking and normalise grief. Grief comes in all kinds of shapes and sizes, from losing a parent or friend, a family pet that you adored, to the breakdown of a relationship, to the loss of your health or career. I'll be chatting to friends old and new about their experiences. This could be people 20 plus years in, or those that are still in their first year. Either way, we're all in the club. I hope that you enjoy these conversations and they help you normalise death, grief and loss a bit. Maybe it'll even start the conversation with you. Hello you lovely people, Luke Aldridge here, hope you're doing alright and that you and yours are well and smiling, happy, fine and dandy, all that kind of stuff. If you're a new listener to the pod, if you're here because you're a fan of Rachel Smith, um, a very warm welcome, thank you for for checking us out, I hope you enjoy the chat that I have with Rachel Um, and if you're a returning listener, uh, it's very lovely to, uh, to be back and doing this again. My apologies, it's been so long. I had intended with a kind of first initial burst of, uh, of, uh, creativity and, and, and interviews and energy and blah, 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 to try and get a pod out mostly one a week. Um, that, all went to shit when kind of real life kicked back in getting back into into term time a couple of guest interview type things set up that fell through um a, a sort of tricky um period for me with uh with my mental health not kind of really in the in the right um headspace to be um to be doing this and then um three of the six of the family got covid myself included and i was kind of out of action for the best part of a month really so my apologies that it's been so long so coming up we've got my chat with rachel smith who is a, a comic book um creator illustrator writer um the work that she does kind of splits into two different camps really um she does lovely um lovely lovely diary comics where she um uh where she kind of records her days and her kind of you know uh, her experiences with her mental health and all that kind of stuff but she also does kind of narrative based um graphic novels as as well and i chat with rachel about uh where she grew up her kind of you know her journey through through college and and talking about when she got into comics and how that has developed uh, what she did in in between graduating and actually kind of finding her her groove really uh we also talk about her mental health and and her dealings with depression um losing her dad in her early 20s and then we talk a little bit more about um about her work so i hope you find this interesting if you're um new to rachel's work do check it out um the easiest way to do that is to go to rachel smith org that's rachel r-a-c-h-a-e-l uh, rachelsmith.org and uh, from there you can find her social media stuff um instagram's a great place to uh, to check out her her diary comics it's um obviously free which is a bonus and then if you like her stuff you can uh, you can get stuff either through her etsy shop or um other books of hers are kind of more easily found in places like waterstones or online amazon that sort of thing 
So yeah, do check it out if you're not already uh, a Rachel Smith fan. So here's the chat, and I'll uh, be back at the end with a bit more waffly old bollocks. Here we go! Hello! Hi! How's it going? Uh, good, thanks. How are you? Not bad. Um, I'm loving this, the um, stitch on top of your, stitch. <laughs> on top of your wardrobe. And I've got that same <laughs> pencil as well. Somewhere oh, in there, right, yeah. There you go. <laughs> How's it going? Are you are you well? Are you you know are you and yours doing all right? Um, we're okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good. We've just had a um a, a bout of so there's um myself and my wife and then four kids. We've um we've had three of us. Uh, myself being one of them, um, go down with COVID. So we've um we've had a you know sort of Gosh. three weeks worth of just people you know hiding in rooms and feeling mm. crappy. So that's good. You've managed to avoid it. Because you've been doing um, all the cons and stuff, haven't you? Doing the conventions again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess. Uh, uh, so I, I came and said hello at Thought Bubble. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that a million people did. So that was, from my point of view, that was pretty well, you know, run and sort of face masks and all that sort of stuff. They were yeah, they um, pretty on it. Yeah, it felt pretty safe um, mm. in Thought Bubble, definitely. Yeah. And how, how was, um, which other ones have you done so far? I did the lakes. And I did uh, Meanwhile in Coventry. Oh, okay, right. Um, uh, and I did a small one in the Stretford shopping mall, which was strange. Oh, okay. But yeah, they've all felt okay. They've yeah. all been very different, but they've sure. all felt quite safe. So. just seemed that lots of people were very happy to be back, you know, back and sort of chatting to people and really. getting out of the house a bit, really. Hmm. Um, yeah, so... I mean, what I tend to get people to do is is to is to just kind of chat about themselves from the beginning, really, and sort of where you know where they grew up and and all that sort of stuff. And and really, by doing that, we'll hopefully hit certain kind of bits to to expand on a bit. Um, it's really I'd love to to know more about kind of how you got into comics and and sort of your early you know early sort of exposure to all that sort of stuff. And and really sort of when you realised that maybe sort of your mental health was maybe a bit different to, to other, you know, those those around you. And, um, you know, if you're happy to to kind of chat about that sort of stuff, that would be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, where, where did you where did you grow up? And, and that's probably a good good place to start. Um, I grew up in Stockport uh, near Manchester. Right. Uh, very boring place. <laughs> um, and yeah when um did art at like college and stuff and then right. um moved to Leicester to do art at university mm. um and from there I kind of I don't know everyone told me it was really hard to be an artist and I probably wouldn't make any money so then I went on to do an MA in museum and gallery studies and I worked oh, wow, in okay. I worked in um museums and galleries for a while um and I ended up in London because that's where most of the museums and galleries mm-hmm. are um and realized one day that I was just utterly miserable and I really <laughs> God. just um oh thanks for the laugh um, and yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I, no, it's just uh, the way just the way you put it is just like yeah okay yeah, we, yeah we've all been there yeah I just realized I, I missed creating things right and living in London and having a full-time job isn't really 
very conducive for having a lot of spare time to no sure to sure. put into creating something um so i quit my job and i moved back to leicester my uni town and um got a job in a cafe or at this point my family were just like what on earth are you doing rachel this right. is <laughs> you had such a good job what, what, why are you throwing it all away what was um, the uh, what was the museum that you were or gallery where, where were you actually working um i was at the barbican for a while uh, and i do still love the barbican I, I i love it very much i do still love museums and art galleries but i just don't want to work in one anymore mm. um but i ended up doing like visual arts pr for a, a company which i don't think really suited me very much it's quite a cutthroat world and i'm right. a, i'm not a very cutthroat person no. <laughs> um, um uh but yeah i got a job at a cafe and then kind of and I was thinking I was 23 24 at this point and then sort of started to rebuild like figure out what on earth it is I want to do with my life mm. um and yeah I started drawing again um at first just for me um and then um yeah I was having some therapy at the time sorry I'm going I'm jumping all over the shop a little good, bit I think good. but um uh yeah, because I was having a hard time. I guess, you know, your job kind of defines you a little bit, mm, especially yeah. at that age. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and I didn't really have any kind of, a, I, I knew I was an ambitious person, but I didn't know where to put it. I didn't, I'd, I'd got into the mindset of just not being good enough to do anything. And right. maybe it was too late to start a new career, which sounds stupid now now that I'm 36 thinking that it's too late but 23 is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was writing but... a lot of years <laughs> um, but I think when you're you're at that age it all feels very competitive and you're yeah. you're um um comparing yourself with with you know people your own age oh, who totally. maybe you went to yeah. uni with and, and now are doing really well and, and I was working in a cafe and um, you're also just starting off aren't you with with kind of it's it's uh, you know your yourself you know, people at the stage you are now, kind of looking back as a twenty-three-year-old, mm. that's quite that's quite scary. That those are your competition. Definitely. Um, so I was having some therapy at that time, which was very helpful. And um, I mentioned to my therapist that I draw to kind of kind of relax. That's kind right. of what I love doing. And they um, suggested that I draw one like nice positive thing that happened to me every day as in an effort to kind of think a bit more positively about about mm. things so yeah I started doing that um and then I started putting them online just as a experiment um yeah. I think Twitter was sort of had just kicked off a couple of years ago so I was putting them up there and right um and people seemed to really like them um and then I kind of got into um other kind of diary comics like other comic people saw them and was like oh you should read this thing and you should read Mark Ellaby you should read um Emmy Lennox and, and all these people and you should read Kate Beaton and and uh and so I sort of discovered this world and discovered comics as well mm. it was around this time as well that I'd been reading a lot of um comics like Scott Pilgrim and things like that sure. and kind of was starting to figure out that comics could be about anything they weren't just superheroes because superheroes yeah. have never really done it for me right. um so i'd could i've kind of written off the whole medium from quite a young age like oh yeah but i don't really like spider-man and superman and it's, it's quite that's quite late isn't it sort of mid, mid-20s yeah. to, to sort of get into it but yeah at the same time mm-hmm. as you say it's kind of so many people sort of see it as as yeah a batman spider-man whatever 
rather mm, than just because I think you know I'd, I'd been into like some comic shops and and I'd gotten into like um manga and, and anime when I was a you know younger Mm. Um, but when you go into comic shops, they don't really push. Well, at least not in those days. Now they're they're a bit better. They don't mm. really push push like the small press and and you know the the YA graphic mm. novels and and things yeah. like that. It is it was sort of all like uh, Marvel and, and DC and and no judgment on <laughs> obviously anyone who who does just want to read those things. But yeah, I kind of wanted something a bit a bit different. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like I say, this is you know many many years ago. Uh, and the comic shops that I'm friends with now are a lot, a lot better um, stocking um, all kinds of stories. Mm. Do you have a, a local? Do you have a local comic shop where you are now? Um, yeah, I've got. So um, I live in Altrincham now, so uh, suburbs of, of Manchester, really. Um, and yeah, we've got Travelling Man um, in uh, in Manchester, and that's a great shop um, for games as well, like board games. I'm big, okay, right. Big, big board game person as well. Uh, but yeah, they stock some of my stuff, which is really nice. Um, right. And we've got Forbidden Planet there as well. Um, ah, cool, nice. Which is a little bit Funko Poppy for my taste, but yeah, yeah it's, it's still yeah, there. Yeah, I haven't been. I'm I'm kind of Hertfordshire. <laughs> I haven't been to the London one in a, okay. in a while, but kind of I I keep meaning to. Um, you know, waiting for a sort of a slightly open COVID window to right quick get into town and do do yeah. a few things. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I haven't been yet. But I, I know what you mean. I I thought that was. What was so lovely about Thought Bubble is my first my first one was there wasn't a Funko Pop doll in sight, thank Christ. Yeah. That uh, that's what um I mean Thought Bubble they <coughs> they only have um people who do comics mm, and sequential yeah. art and stuff. And I, I prefer those kind of shows where it's like yeah, the, the people who've create the people that are behind the, the um table ninety mm. percent of the time are the ones that've created the, the books on them. Yeah. And that's something quite exciting about that and and yeah the the sh- and because thought bubble is a curated show as well you have to like apply to be a part mm. of it and that kind of cuts out all the you know yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> all the people that just want to sell their old toys and or sell like fan art prints of yeah. my little ponies all dressed as the different doctor who's and of course there's a place for for toys <laughs> and that kind of stuff but i don't yeah. think it should i mean mcm isn't it that, that's kind of that's, yeah. that's yeah, where yeah, you yeah, kind yeah. of do that sort of thing a, a, yeah. a comic festival i don't really want to be seeing that kind of stuff no. <laughs> i want to i want to be told stories I mean, apart from anything else it just kind of takes it takes room away doesn't it from um, well exactly from yeah so that's um that's you kind of mid mid 20s realizing that that you yeah. could possibly sort of draw for a living that's quite that's quite a big you know quite a big jump isn't it from um, from being with in, in a gallery well it was a big jump in my brain but it was quite a slow actual transition mm. yeah of course <laughs> um so i ended up getting a full time job at the local newspaper right. um just doing like some admin stuff and and that was quite nice but it was it meant i was supported a little bit more um mm. And I wasn't, you know, constantly trying to get shifts at the cafe so I could sure. pay rent and stuff. Um, so that took a bit more time, but it did mean when I got home, my evenings were my own to to mm. work on whatever the hell it was that I wanted to do. Um, were you a bit happier was, at this point and kind of therefore more inclined to sort of do your own thing in the evenings rather than sort of in London and just being fucking miserable and going home and opening I a bottle of wine or whatever? Yeah. Uh, um, I was in quite a nice relationship as well at this point so 
I didn't feel as lonely as I did in London. Right. Um, in London, it's, it's, I don't know. Some people really love London and I get it. And I love visiting London. It just wasn't, it wasn't a Rachel friendly place. <laughs> I found it really yeah. hard to make friends and stuff just because right. everything's so far away from everything. And um, yeah, I was quite lonely in, in London. Right. Um, I, I totally understand. I'm very happy to, yeah. to drive in, but it's quite nice to also drive out. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, yeah I just started this is when I sort of um, like I've always drawn this cat character called Flimsy Mm. I used to draw her at university when I was supposed to be like paying attention to lectures and stuff (laughs) and um, I can't remember at what point I decided she was called Flimsy but she's just always been something I've drawn and at this point I was like oh maybe I could do something with Flimsy so I started a little blog for her and I'd update that every day oh cool basically I I had a few projects that were just very small but I would update them like regularly right and that sort of um got me my first sort of wave of attention I guess online Mm. it was like oh this girl's doing some quite interesting things and she's doing it every day so pop in every day and see what she's done um I think that was quite important to Mm. to sort of start small but but keep going with it yeah um so yeah, I did. Oh, sorry. So the the um, the kind of me drawing a positive thing every day ended up being um, a project called One Good Thing, right. and I um, would do it. Yeah, I would do that every day, and they became like diary comics. Um, and then I would collect a month's worth of them and put them into a little book and get like a really small print run at the local printer. And um, yeah, I started taking those to shows. Um, the first show I did was London MCM. We mentioned oh, that earlier. So I really, I really chucked myself in the deep end. I yeah, think, wow. Uh, a friend of mine was taking her daughter down there and she asked if I wanted to like try and get a table and tag along. So yeah. I, I did that and that was nice to have sort of friends there. <laughs> so I wasn't on my own. Um, I did make some friends while I was there, um, which was really nice. Did um, you do the, the, whole, the whole weekend? I did, yeah. Right. And and I sold some stuff and people seemed interested and that was really nice. And I remember um, after that first show, I remember leaving thinking, okay, I'm not going to allow comics not to be my job because mm. I, I think this is actually where I belong. Right. Um, I really love making them and I really love the people that are also making them. And yeah. just the yeah. community seemed very supportive and very nice. Um, yeah, and this is even before I'd, I'd um, discovered Thought Bubble, or, <laughs> right. you know, how, how you know, amazing communities can be. Um, but at that point, I, I was just very inspired. And, um, yeah, I also was um, lucky enough to be on a table next to David Lloyd. Um, right. And he was, like, picking up my stuff and looking at it, and he sort of saw the potential in it. And um, I ended up, you know, um, a while after that, getting a job with Aces Weekly. So I submitted a comic to his kind of publishing house. Um, oh, cool. So that, that was really helpful right. as well to kind of, um, yeah, get my profile going. Yeah. So where's where's that um, leave you up to? What, what sort of year, what sort of age are we talking? Um, golly, probably um, 25, 26. Right. That kind of age. Um yeah and then just kind of kept rolling that very small snowball into a big snowball 
and when did you when did you kind of branch off because you your your um your work as far as I, i've got i'm a big fan of your stuff i've got a whole bunch of Thank books you. and stuff i really love what you do and you you essentially kind of do diary diary comics and then you do um kind of more narrative based stuff um when, yeah which so was house party is that right that that was your first kind of graphic um, novel if you want to call it that yeah it was yeah my first kind of book with a spine <laughs> right <laughs> um the first book that warranted being printed properly <laughs> rather than me going down to the local printers right. yeah before house party i'd done um i'd done a couple of mini stories there was one called the way we write which is about a band who um uh have like um they want to write some new songs so they go away um to um where do they go they go to whitby but they end up staying in a haunted house and then the ghosts get involved with all the songs and stuff um that was very silly and sort of scooby-doo-esque um and then i did um i am fire which is about um uh like an old haberdashery shop or like a, a big department store that has a fire drill that goes horrendously wrong right um <laughs> And that yeah, a couple fun. of those. <laughs> thank you. A couple of those characters actually made it over into um, artificial flowers and and right. house party. So um, yeah, I like thinking of it as all in the same sort of universe. Right. Uh, but yeah, those those too many comics. Like they, I don't know. There was a lot wrong with them, but it was good to kind of you know go through the process of writing a story and sure. hitting those beats and then putting it all together and drawing it and and just giving myself an idea of what was involved with mm. putting out a, a, a comic and, and you know writing a story um from scratch and then yeah at this point uh great beast who unfortunately don't um operate anymore um noticed me and asked if i wanted to to do something with them so great beast at the time was um sort of a, not a publishers but kind of an artist collective so right. they would sort of just share knowledge and help new creators kind of get off the ground and and sort of teach them a little bit more about how to put pages together and and how to get things ready for print and right. you know all the kind of little gubbins that yeah, you don't really get taught need, like but, yeah, but no one tells <laughs> yeah sure. what layers to use on photoshop so that your colors won't be all skew if in the in the print and yeah. things like that and that was really really helpful so yeah we did thought bubble to um, thought bubble we did house party together and um yeah we ended up um kickstarting that um with the crowdfunding um uh kind of website and um and i i wanted a thousand pounds i think at the time i'd said well i'll put like a bit of my own money in so that get and this is how much i can put in but i will need this much so we were very kind of conservative with with how much we wanted and it made like four grand (laughs) wow amazing (laughs) i didn't have to put any of my own money in and and that's it was amazing. It was amazing to not have to put my own money in it. I didn't have a lot of money at the time. Um, well, I don't have very much now, but um, <laughs> yeah, it kind of told me that I do have an audience yeah. that I wasn't really aware of. Um, and of course, Kickstarter will have grown that audience a bit. I think people just go on Kickstarter sometimes and have a look at what new comments yeah, are on I, there. I do. Like, I mean, I've I, I yeah, yeah. I like the look of. Um, mm. I, I do um, wish that not as much of it was in America because the you know the, the yeah. postage and stuff is a, can be such a killer. Definitely. But yeah, yeah. The, I mean, especially these days. Well, 
like <laughs> shipping anything out of yeah, the UK. It's, it's a nightmare. It's a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a pain. But... Shot, shot ourselves in the foot there, didn't we? <laughs> well, yeah, some of us shot, <laughs> shot us all in the foot, but yes, let's um, let's not talk about that. Um, okay. <laughs> so that's that's um, your first kind of you know first big first book, first, mm. you know, as you say with the spine. Yeah. and sold well. And um, I, I guess because you know if, if it's if it's kind of uh, you know made four grand that's that's amazing mm. um, um and yeah more. that that went really well um so yeah you were asking where you could get it the other day i'm very sorry that it yeah. is now out of print um i'm gonna have to next time i get some money i think i'm gonna have to buy the bullet and and pay this um this bloke on ebay more than more than i should do but there oh, we geez. Are. i mean it's not it's all right <laughs> No, I, I want to. You know, I want to. I, I did afterwards is a lot better. But... <laughs> yeah, but I think it's it's like checking out. It's it's like finding a band, isn't it? And checking out sort of early albums. It's it's um some people are a bit kind of completist. I mm. guess. Um, I think I think that's kind of how my my brain works. That if I you know because I the first thing I I came into contact with yours was um wired up wrong and um okay. That was sort of a recommendation on the Adam Buxton podcast, actually. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is great, and and he was saying that he he kind of shared that with his daughter, and um, mm. and they were then going on to quarantine comics. So yeah, yes. I mean, I'm a big Adam Buxton fan. And thought, yeah, okay, I, I you know, I'm, I'm comic nerd. It sounds good. Um, yeah, that was very kind of him to give it a shout out on. Yeah, he's he's very good at, at kind of all, all sorts of bits and pieces, everything from kind of mm. to to books to films, all sorts of random random things. Mm. Um, yeah, have you had a few people kind of uh, mention mention that? Yes. Yeah, listen? I mean the um, the day after it came out, I had about a thousand people on Twitter tell telling me that he'd right. done it, and I was like. Yeah, I did actually ask him. Like, I was aware that he was going. Oh, you asked? Oh, you asked him? Okay. Yeah, we. Well, I didn't. I I actually asked him for um, a pull quote because um, right. I knew right. he was a fan. Oh, um, cool. Because um, yeah, I'd given him Wired It Wrong at <coughs> one of his book book shows. Um, oh, cool! Just as a like, because I'd been enjoying his stuff for years, so yeah. I, I felt like I was like, oh, I want to give him something back, kind of thing. Um, and then he he was on Twitter at the time. I don't think he's on Twitter anymore. But yeah, he tweeted at me saying, "Oh, I really enjoyed this. It was mm. great." And and he tweeted out to his followers that he really liked the book, and it was, that was really kind. Um, so yeah, when it came to quarantine comics, um, my publishers were like, "Oh, we see you've uh, you know you you kind of friends with Adam Poston." <laughs> I was like, "I wouldn't say we're friends, but yeah, I'm a big fan, and, and I think he's a fan of my stuff." And they said, oh, can you ask him for a pull quote? So I ended up like finding him through his agent. And I was like, oh, right. could you send him a met? Like I do kind of know him, I promise. And uh, <laughs> he then said like, oh, I don't want to do a pull quote, but I'll I'll give it a shout out on, on my show if you want. And I was like, that's better. That's better yeah. than what I was asking for in the yeah, first definitely. place. So yes, please. Thank you. So yeah, I did know it was coming. Um, right. But yeah, right. it was still very kind. Very kind that he also not only... Um, explained how my awkward name is spelled, but also how my awkward comic is spelled. It's right. like quarantine <laughs> comics with an X, and it's Rachel Smith R A C H A E L. He's very good at, at that as well, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very nice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. That's very cool. So, what 
what's next? What what are you what are you working on at the moment? Because I guess um quarantine comics is that that's your latest, is it? Is... That's um the latest thing to come out that I'm involved with is um The Queen's Favourite Witch. Okay. Uh, volume one, which I've um drawn and my friend Ben Dixon has has written. Right. Um so that's a YA um novel. But yeah, quarantine comics um was the last thing to come out just just by me solely by yeah. me and how do you um, um no sorry go yeah so uh, at the minute i'm working on queen's favorite witch volume two and um mm. i've just finished i'm just getting it ready for print actually i just finished i had a little collaboration with um a band called the burning hell who i'm a big fan okay. of right um they have um I asked them if I, I'm always asking people if I can do shit. I asked them if I could um, make a comic based on one of their songs right. um, called Barbarians. It's a really funny, funny song. And they were really excited. They're like, yeah, 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 absolutely. And they were like, oh, Barbarians is like eight minutes long though. So, because um, we were saying we could do like a record packed with the book and right. sell that as like a little, a little oh, nice. nice thing. And he says, oh, it's eight minutes long. So we, we need something else to put on the other side. Is there another song that you like about it? And me, because I'm dead cheeky, was like, well, how about we make this like a proper collaboration and you write a song about one of my books? And I, <laughs> I thought that would be like, Rachel, shut up. We're really famous for doing that. But instead they said, yeah, that's a great idea. Send us some wow. stuff. So I sent them like PDFs of all my things. And they really liked The Rabbit. So they've right. written this amazing song about based oh, on The Rabbit. so cool. And they've written it from like Craig's point of view, which is really right. interesting. Um Oh, for those of you who haven't read The Rabbit, there's a rabbit in it called Craig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I've just finished the comic uh, and the record's all ready to go. So hopefully we'll we'll be opening up pre-orders for, for that soon. Wow. Um, that'll be sold through Avery Hill Publishing, who did right. The Rabbit and um, my other book, Artificial Flowers, with them. Um, it's just, it's been a really nice collaboration, actually. Um, that's so cool. I mean, that's, that's completely bonkers, isn't it? I mean, if you were to sort of, you know, sort of just just pluck that out of the air as a concept. It would be a bit kind of mm. oh, okay, yeah. But no, that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It takes some explaining sometimes when people are like, "So what is it that you've done?" I'm like, "Oh, it's like a collaboration, and they've written a song <laughs> on about my stuff, and I've done it." Like, yeah, I need a I need more of a elevator pitch for it. Well, <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, it's a, a tricky but, one. I'll give you that. Yeah. So is that going to be like a, a a book and vinyl or or? Yes, CD and I or... think there'll be different options to like if you already own the because uh, um, yeah, there'll be a big bundle I think with the rabbit book and yeah. barbarians comic and the vinyl and but then if you've already got the rabbit, you don't want that. So I think yeah, Avery Hill will work it out. They're good at this right. kind of stuff. But yeah, um, I think it, we'll we'll be pushing just the record and the barbarians book. Yeah. First, I think maybe we could put a download code for the rabbit or something. Right. But when's um, that likely yeah. to uh, to to be ready um, for? I'm. I think January, February. It's a shame oh, we okay. couldn't get it out before oh, okay. Christmas. Um, but that's. I was just a bit swamped with things. Um, but yeah, soon, really soon. Mm. Oh, cool, <laughs> amazing. I know it sounds really fun. But it's cool because like the um, Burning Hell will like sell them at gigs and stuff. So it'll right. almost be like I'm on tour with them. <laughs> amazing. That's and so as cool. one of the most uncool people I know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <For Rachel. laughs> just, just stand at the side and don't say much. No, no one will realize. Yeah. It's, it's all good. 
so how do you um I'm, I'm interested in kind of balancing sort of your artist hat and your writer's hat um you know how do you I don't know really i mean do you do you kind of um find that that you um you know that the, there are ideas that you come up with kind of like you know longer form stuff that's going to be a, a graphic novel and and you kind of see it very much as a writer or have you always got kind of um the, the visual part attached as well do you do, do you separate the two um i mean they kind of do go hand in hand i mm. i always write first I always um yeah I'll always write first and I'll I'll finish a script before I even draw the first panel I won't like draw as I go along just in case I finish the script and then realize I wanted to foreshadow something in the first scene and I've already drawn it and then I've wasted time um I will sort of sketch out what characters look like or have kind of settings in my brain a little bit but other than that it's very yeah it's very just me writing words yeah. on the computer yeah. um so yeah in a, in a way they are sort of separated a little bit um and then there's, i'll i'll um thumbnail the whole the whole thing before i start right. drawing as well yeah because i i know that some um some artist writers kind of thumbnail and that's kind of how they write the the their script is essentially thumbnailing as, as um, rather than writing it yeah i i can't i can't do that (laughs) i don't know how you would keep all the information together yeah i guess if Um, if the story's (laughs) in your head it's quite it's quite nice to kind of to to bash it out isn't it and and have a first draft in front of you um, i mean maybe maybe these people are a lot younger than i am and and they can remember more things i just i just get (laughs) terrified that i'm gonna forget things and like oh i'll definitely remember that idea and then five minutes later i'm like oh now I've yeah. walked into a room and forgot why I've come in here. Like, My work session is not there anymore. The post-its, post-its, you know, just um, yeah. no, notebooks and post-its. Um, so I, I, I feel your pain. 36, I'm 44, <laughs> you know, you wait until, uh, yeah, give, give it another, another 10 years. A week or to talk about kind of mental health stuff and and yeah. of when when you sort of kind of started being affected or um you know, was there something that that triggered or is it uh, do you think that it's always been part of you because I, I certainly I I feel like depression has always been there and 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 my dad died when I was twenty six um sort of a very quick um sort of rushed into hospital um cancer right. diagnosis was given kind of six months to live and managed four so that was that was kind of my my trigger really and i've kind of been dealing with that ever since that will be well, it was 18 years a couple of days ago actually is mm. his kind of anniversary of not being here anymore um yeah so for me it was you know there's a very you know a very kind of definite and i've I, and i've chatted with lucy sullivan mm. and again sort of um sort of just asking her a little bit about about her stuff and she she's going to be a, a, a guest on the podcast as well in the not too distant future, but she said that hers was quite kind of quite similar, age twenty three, sort of there being a you know lost a dad, and there was this definite kind of switch, you know, in in sort of how her mental health, um, um, mm. you know, ran. So I, I wonder if would you mind talking about about your experience and what you know? Yeah, um, I'm afraid it's going to be quite boring though because mine sounds quite similar as well. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I I've always had it. I think I've always had depression, even when I was a kid. 
Mm. I just didn't have the vocabulary to explain sure. uh, or the, the knowledge. I, I yeah, as I, I kind of assumed everyone's brain worked like yeah. this. And, you don't know and any different, do you? They don't, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a very difficult relationship with my dad right. growing up. Um, we did kind of, we did make up and, and have a an okay relationship while I was at uni. Um, but yeah, my dad died when I was 21. Right. Um, and yeah, being being without him is, is it's it's hard. It it's got better, but it's still hard. Um, mm. I kind of I had a lot of stuff that I was working through with him and with our relationship, and I sort of had that taken away very very suddenly. Sure. And um, yeah, uh, we were working on a book together actually. Oh really? Um, okay. I found all the notes for it the other day and had a moment. <laughs> wow. Um, so maybe I'll go back to that one day. But that'd yeah, be very, all, that'd be very cool to. Yeah, seeing all his notes for me and stuff was right. like, oh geez, we put a lot of work in, <laughs> into this. Um, uh, but yeah, that was definitely a trigger, and right. definitely a lot of my uh, m- mental like issues they stem from from him and, and our relationship and and right. yeah um he was a an alcoholic and sometimes it was uh sorry um it's okay I'm just I've not talked about it for a while <laughs> I'm right. trying to remember where the words are um yeah he he that used to be a little bit frightening when sure. I was when I was little mm. um uh, not that he was never like violent or anything I, he would just scare me because he he wouldn't be my dad suddenly and and sure, okay. you know walking home from school not knowing who I was going to meet when I got home because my mum okay. would be working late and right. that was kind of yeah a bit much for someone that age I think but yeah, I don't know, of course. everyone everyone has their own their own stuff don't they but um I think a lot of my kind of issues stem from from those days and being quite unsure of what I was getting home to right. um which was then kind of I've then had a couple of very yeah I've got sometimes I sometimes I get winners and then other times I've got horrible taste in in partners right. um I've just had a, a couple of uh, I had a couple of relationships where that kind of was mirrored a little bit and I was right. a bit scared to go home and <clears> and it was a bit horrible and yeah that whole like and then it was that was kind of written off as oh you've just got daddy issues and I was like well yes I have daddy issues you don't have to say it like that <laughs> I'm <laughs> aware I've got daddy issues you don't have to say it with a little flip yeah. of your hand like but um sorry I, I feel like I'm rambling now but, no um, not at all okay that that's that's where a lot of it stems from anyway right. is, is what I'm trying to get across um yeah and how do you find um because I think something that um that a lot of people kind of don't necessarily realize until they're you know in in the club of kind of having lost a parent I, I think is that you continue to have a relationship with with the person that you've lost don't you, you just mm. um, it's obviously very one way because they're not here anymore obviously um yeah but how how do you find how do you find that that your kind of relationship with sounds like a very odd thing to to ask but how how do you find that your relationship with your dad is 
now that you're kind of 15 15 years i think it is um sort of down down the road how do you remember him you know are you is it fondly is it you know how how do you um mostly fondly right um yeah there are some things i was just like why the hell did you do that like why, sure. why did you say that to me when i was this age and, and things like that but yeah i try and remember the the relationship we had at the end where we were a lot friendlier and yeah um yeah there was there was love there um mainly i just feel angry at him for leaving right. me <laughs> i'm just like why on earth can't you be like i'm doing what i want to do now and you should see it and 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 you know mum's retired now and and you know enjoying her retirement but yeah she she'd love it if you were there like it's just if you'd have just held on a little bit longer but yeah not to be but um yeah, I was gonna say something else and now it's gone see I need to write things down this is why I need to write things, <laughs> <down>. <laughs> things just disappear from my head um yeah I mean I still have love for him I still have all that frustration about mm. the kind of relationship we had and and yeah I just where does that all go there's sure. no effort to go no exactly and I think that's that's why we continue to have a relationship with with the person mm. we lost don't we and it's it's um it's never going to stop never going to go away it's it's just kind of a, a you know where you are I think at what at what stage and yeah so I, I guess um, therapy must have must have helped um, sort of you know get a handle on on things and and help you kind of process stuff. I guess definitely, yeah, um, and still does. I'm still in therapy, yeah. <laughs> still working on it. <laughs> so yeah, um, I started beginning of the year, just kind of um, you know was was um, not in a particularly brilliant place, and just thought you know mm. right, let's give this give this a go, see what happens. I was just very lucky that I got you know someone uh someone very good and and we you know we get on very well and it's all you know all very very easy really um mm. did, have you found different people have you have you kind of had to hop around to to find somebody that you kind of click with or have you been quite lucky with therapists um i'm lucky at the minute um i was very lucky when i lived um so i lived in hebden bridge for a little while and um yeah I had a really good therapist there but um she uh did only did like face-to-face right. stuff so when the pandemic hit I had to go sure. elsewhere because um uh so then I now I've, I've got someone I just speak to on like like a little bit like zoom yeah um, and that's really nice and yeah I, I I have had some that have not been so great uh but I that might be just as much my fault you know sometimes you just don't don't click with someone do you it's um, a bit like dating isn't it you just kind of you know it's it's just the combination of the two mm, and, um, I, had, I had one she sounded really cool and then I went and she just immediately started talking about God and faith and everything and I was like oh okay. I think I'm in I think I'm in the wrong room <laughs> I think I was like did I tick a box that I wasn't meant to I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm actually an atheist, and she's like, Oh yes, maybe that would that maybe I wouldn't be very helpful for you. I was like, Yeah, wow. that's fine. And again, yeah, no judgment um... if, if you do believe in that. That would probably be really helpful for you, but yeah. not for me. <laughs> yeah, I do feel lucky then. First, first person, and it's all been, all been quite quite normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you how do you feel about um about your your diary stuff? It's 
it's um you know incredibly personal obviously because it's a because it's a diary but you know do you um how do you feel about kind of you know friends seeing stuff and and mum seeing stuff and you know I mean there must be stuff that you don't put in there I guess um yeah it's uh I do always think about my (laughs) mum just especially just as I'm sort of going to print with with a book she's not so much online um uh, although she does she does do facebook but yeah um usually with with wide it wrong understanding your power i took her out for a drink and sat and watched her read them and right. then was right. just like yeah. any questions she's like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and i do sort of warn her i was like oh this does talk about self-harm and this one does talk about yeah. that horrible teacher and um yeah, and I just sort of say, look, I'm all right now. I just felt like this was something I needed to get out of me yeah. and onto the page. Um, and as a bonus, maybe it will help someone else who's in a similar um, in a similar place. Uh, and she's usually pretty cool um, mm. with with that. Um, I've got two big brothers. They don't read any of my really? diary stuff. Yeah, they okay. just don't like it. they don't like it. Um, mm. I, can I, I think that. just they just don't like the thought of me struggling. They don't right. like the thought of me on antidepressants. They yeah. don't, yeah, they don't really get. Not that they don't get it. They just don't want to be a part of that that part of it, and that's fine. Sure. Like they like my like when I got the I did Doctor Who comics for a while. They were both mm. like wild about that and wanted copies and stuff. But yeah, my my personal stuff that's just a bit too far for them, and that's fine. And yeah. Uh, each each to their own and, and everything mm. um yeah I, I i often think about what my dad would think about it but then i the comics would probably be very different <laughs> if he was still sure. around yeah sure. so that's a funny a funny thought i was i remembered what i was going to say actually um when uh, i was tabling at thought bubble um and it was th- that thought bubble that i met you at was actually mm. probably the most successful show i've right. ever had oh, cool. um great money, money wise anyway and, and yeah. just meeting people wise like i had a I had I had a queue at a couple of points i've never <laughs> had that before i was like wow am i actually famous i don't know <laughs> um <laughs> but uh things when things like that happen i i often wonder like what what my dad would would be like yeah. and then <laughs> and then i was like if my dad was at thought bubble he would be like on the streets like shouting at people to come and meet his daughter like he was that kind of I think amazing he was always very proud of of my achievements that you know as little as they were when when uh, he was still around they're a little bit bigger now that's very cool would he have helped you out because you um people tend to kind of have a have a sub don't they yeah my partner and he was helping me out. And Ben Dixon, who wrote Queen's Favourite, which was was tabling with me for a while as well. And that was really nice. Right. He would have helped too. He would have been super embarrassing, though. Um, he would have just been, again, just shouting at people about <laughs> how great my books are. And like, amazing. Yeah. Are you buying that one? Why don't you buy all of them? They're all great. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's <laughs> a so four. You see, I've, I've got. I've, yeah. I've got two and two stepkids, and and my eldest is sixteen and studying art, and I, I yeah, I'd I'd, t- I'd totally be that embarrassing wanker that's um, yeah, shamelessly <laughs> plugging his daughter's stuff. But maybe maybe because I can see him so clearly like that, maybe he's still still around in a way. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever thought about putting him into? I because I've I've read 
Uh, most of your stuff, I'm quarantine comics is my is my Christmas holiday reading, but mm-hmm. I. I haven't seen him so far. Have you? Have you put him into anything? Are you likely to no, include him in, in any of your diary um, stuff? So he probably will make an appearance. So yeah, there's Wired at Wrong and there's Standing Your Power, mm. and there is actually going to be a third one. Oh, cool! Um, mainly about the, what we've been talking about today. Mm. Um, I still haven't decided whether I'm actually going to draw him or whether he'll just be like a presence. Mm. And, someone who is talked about um because obviously that's (laughs) that's his presence in my life now um yeah I don't know um but yeah I I, I'm I'm still working on that one um but yeah why don't wrong and standing your power um are going to be re-released through icon books oh cool who did did quarantine comics yeah um and that's going to be really nice because when I did why don't wrong and standing your power again I just kick-started them and then it was just me putting them in jiffy bags in my living room. It wasn't like there wasn't a big dis- distribution, yeah. you know. Uh, it was just yeah, how however many people I could could find on their own. So with Icon, they'll be like all over the world, which is mm. really nice. But I feel like they're getting the the release that they deserve. Right. Um, but Amazing. part of that deal was that I would do a third one. So oh, okay, um, the right. third one will come out uh, with that. I think Why Don't Wrong is going to come out in January. Um, so that'll be in like normal bookshops and things. Mm. And <laughs> Waterstones Amazing. And stuff like that. So that'll be really good. That'll be really good. Where will um, they go? What I'm interested to see if they will kind of disappear into the graphic novel, the kind of you know corner at the back, the, the which has the occasional. Oh, of... in Waterstones, yeah, that's where they put quarantine comics. Right. Yeah, I was kind of hoping they'd have like a, I don't know, a pandemic table or something. Like, <laughs> that would be very sensible. Um, but yeah, no, they've just been put in with the, with the, like all the manga and stuff, yeah, which is yeah. all right. Whenever <laughs> I go in, I like amazing. find it and like turn it to face the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's such a the stuff that you do is 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 I think really you know it's it's really important and really kind of um, useful for particularly I think sort of. Um, I uh, so talking to my therapist both about your um your stuff and Lucy Sullivan t- I took barking and uh, and mm. one of yours and kind of showed her that um these two things and she said you know how fantastic they both were and how difficult it is to kind of find stuff uh, essentially for kind of teenagers um mm. you know dealing with with any sort of form of of mental health um sort of issues and I think your uh, your diary stuff, you know, wired up wrong and and um, thingy in your power. I've got it here. Standing, Standing in your power. power. Sorry, I'm that's okay. Brains. Um, you know, they're they're things that teenagers should should read, and it's that's great that mm. they're getting a, a wider. I just wish that they would kind of stick them in the, uh, you know, teen fiction or in the self help or you know, it's yeah. kind of almost a shame that they're going to disappear into the graphic novel section because you have to be looking for comics. Yes, and I agree. More than that, aren't they? They're they're kind of it's not a Superman, Batman. Oh, there's a Hawkeye series on. There's a bunch of Hawkeye mm. comics suddenly. Um, you know, they, they should be more accessible and and kind of more targeted to. You know, they should be in the in the YA section or I don't know whatever. It's a tricky. It's obviously a very tricky one in terms of of, of marketing. They yeah. just want something easy, don't they? And they'll kind of see better... that it's sequential, so therefore bung it in the comic section. Yeah, I think they're better at things like that over in Europe, 
we're not right. so good. We still see comics just as, as comics. superhero yeah. things. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think they're a bit more open, open-minded about mm. about comics and what comics can do. Yeah. Um, over in Europe, uh, we're still a bit stuck in our ways. I think. Yeah. So it's, it's a... Like like wide at wrong will will, will help that. And yeah. I've, I've certainly had a lot of people saying they that it's helped them with mm. their teenager and yeah. to kind of communicate um, a, a bit better about what's going on in their in their brain. Mm. And, yeah, like to the point where someone will just point at a page and be like, this is what it's like yeah. <laughs> all the time. This is what I'm going through. And that, because yeah. yeah, maybe someone who hasn't suffered with any mental illness at all, I, I get it. It's, it must be difficult to understand. But if you're just giving. Yes, yeah, very much so. I mean, I, I bought a second copy of Wide Out Wrong for Me, Ma'am. Um, and, mm. and um, yes, because I think it's um, it's something that. As you say, I think if you haven't dealt with it, it's it can be a very difficult thing to to explain. Mm. Um, yeah. So, um, where can where can people find you? Where is it website and socials and all that sort of stuff? As you say, you 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 you're the awkward spelling of Rachel rather than I am. Um, I'm also awkward in that all my handles on every single oh. social media <laughs> are all different. I didn't plan that at all. Okay. But the easiest way is to go to rachelsmith.org again. Rachel with an A-E-L. Smith. I mean, if you can't spell Smith, there's no hope. <laughs> Rachel, rachelsmith.org. And then all my socials are just on there. Right. Just and you can find your Etsy shop as well from there. Too, yes. Can't you? Yes. You can. Is where, where people um, should should go to and go and find stuff. Um, is, yeah. Is, I, I don't have quarantine comics to sell on my Etsy, but quarantine comics you can buy anywhere that sells yeah. books. <laughs> look for the big and, yellow book <laughs> dark and dusty um uh yeah graphic novel corner um it's it's instagram isn't it that you tend to um to sort of share like your, your november uh your crazy november month where you did a a, a page a page a day yeah i went uh, to prague made a lot of comments about being in prague if you yeah. want to see those scroll back through my insta um yeah, yeah they're on I, I put them on twitter as well but probably easiest to see them on instagram because right. they won't get all mixed up with all my rants about politics right. <laughs> 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 if if people wanted to um to buy a book of yours where's a good place to to start in both i guess the diary um, oh, I see. um the diary kind of uh comics or maybe the narrative stuff which which would you suggest of each oh, gosh um, I mean, Wired at Wrong's probably the book that's done been best for me. Right. Um, all the quarantine comics has been a bit. Um, uh, that was a, a surprise <laughs> how well they did as well. Um, but yeah, like if you if you prefer the the stories rather than the diary comics, um, I'm still really proud of the Rabbit, mm. um, and that's that's through Avery Hill Publishing. But I think I've got some of those. Or you can buy them from their website as well. Mm. Um, can you tell us a bit about the Rabbit? Could you, uh, yeah, can you give yeah. us the stories um, for, for that and artificial flowers? Because then, but you know, people not mm-hmm. necessarily the elevator pitch, but people can get an idea of um, of the stories. Um, yeah, so the rabbit is about two sisters who run away from home and um, they run into um, the woods and they find a little baby rabbit and they decide to take it with them on their journey. Um, but then the rabbit starts getting bigger and bigger and starts talking to them 
and uh, then starts demanding things of them and it all gets very surreal mm. um and yeah i don't want to say much more <laughs> in case i spoil it um and then artificial flowers um much less fantastical story um it's set in london um and uh, borrowed a little bit from my um, experience Siobhan um, is struggling to become an artist in London um, she just keeps getting overlooked for hip more hip young people um, and uh, she's kind of out there on her mum and dad's dime they're kind of footing the bill there mm. uh, and um, she is kind of she's got to the point where she's taking advantage a little bit she's yeah she's like just drinking a lot and spending days at the pub and um but uh yeah eventually her um little brother gets sent to stay with her for a summer um and he is a pyromaniac and he sort of just kind of shakes her life up a little bit and <laughs> throws some spanners into the works um and yeah <laughs> those are those two cool excellent <laughs> stuff and and people can find that all through your website rachelsmith.org mm-hmm. yeah fantastic oh, and and both of those books are through avery hill publishing as well right cool mm-hmm. excellent stuff thank you rachel it's been it's been thank so you. so lovely talking to you today and as i say i'm a, a big fan i'm really looking forward to really looking forward to getting through this for christmas oh, thank you. um yes it's <laughs> been sit, sitting on my shelf and um yeah covid just kind of wiped me out i didn't do much rather than yeah dead and sleep so yes so it's uh that's that's next up nice one what's the rest of the day hold are you, are you um have you got anything planned um i've just got to do a page um oh yeah and finish getting barbarians ready for print right. Amazing. Yeah. looking forward to that that's um, it sounds <laughs> it sounds you. wonderfully bonkers i will keep a, keep an eye out brilliant thanks rachel thanks lovely so much, to speak Lou. to you take care you okay Bye. cheers So there we are that was my chat with rachel i hope that you enjoyed that um if as i say uh, said at the beginning if you're new to rachel's work do check it out rachel smith r-a-c-h-a-e-l rachelsmith.org from there you can find her social media stuff as well as her etsy shop um pop into waterstones get online to amazon whatever if you want to check her stuff out either wired up wrong or quarantine comics spelt with an x at the end are they're both great places to start with her diary stuff um the rabbit is is uh yeah is is the other one to check out if you would rather get into her sort of narrative stuff but i'm really really looking forward to having spoken to her really looking forward to that barbarians um comic record uh pack that should be uh yeah available in january that sounds wonderfully peculiar can't wait so as I mentioned in the in the chat with Rachel, I um, have been chatting to Lucy Sullivan, another English small press um, superstar of the uh, of the kind of mental health comic world. Her fantastic but barking is unfortunately at the moment between kind of her kind of own small press run and um, and being picked up by a, a publisher. So that will be available in the new year. Uh, and I can't recommend, as the same was with Rachel's stuff, I can't recommend Lucy's work enough. So, yes, Chat with Lucy hopefully will be coming your way in January. In the meantime, I'm going to try to... Uh, I'm going to do my best to, to get more of these podcasts out. As always, it would be fantastic if you uh, if you like what 
you're hearing, then do please subscribe and, and leave a review and tell your friends and all the rest of it. Also, if you feel like either yourself or someone you know would be a good guest, by all means drop me a line through the website, um, thepuppabearchronicles.com. Um, you can drop me an email through there. Um, it's always interesting to talk to um, talk to all sorts of different people. Um, Rachel was my first um, sort of named guest, if you like, um, not a mate, someone that I um, that I I didn't really know very much before. I was a fan of her work and went and said hello at Thought Bubble and and uh, just asked her if she would be up for doing the, the podcast, which she she very much said she would. So um, yeah, so huge, huge, huge thanks to to Rachel for her time and uh good vibes and general loveliness it was an absolute pleasure to talk to her yes do go and check out her work and and um hopefully we'll be back in the new year talking to lucy sullivan so in the meantime um depending on when you're listening to this either a happy christmas or a merry new year or um maybe i'm the first to wish you a very happy easter depending on when you're actually listening to this pod either way i hope you're uh you're doing all right and uh Stay safe and keep smiling. Take care. Ta-da. This podcast has been recorded, edited and produced by me, Luke Aldridge, here at the Man Cave. Thanks, as always, to Joe Auckland for the music. And this has been a Papa Bear Chronicles production. <laughs>